guys uh, hi hey, elliot what's wrong i just wanted to say how truly sorry we are for last week's episode i need to know what happened what the fuck happened kevin didn't have you know kevin i do know kevin he had no idea that zoom allows you to talk on zoom for like three free minutes and so the podcast was already struggling because we were tired and it was a saturday and then it ended abruptly Oh, and that's just not the normal level of quality content that we're providing our (laughs) listeners. The ending was actually pretty out of character. I mean, that's debatable. (laughs) (laughs) I can I can debate that with you. The ending was gold, but everything prior to the ending was us. I don't think we have just like blindly rambled and struggled for so long. Yeah, it's like we never met. Like we were just like looking at each other. Wait, so the vibe was off because of- We just had literally nothing to talk about. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) How is that possible, you guys? I don't don't know what happened. It was crazy. You know, there's one- You're professional. requirement. (laughs) A podcast requires one thing and we didn't do it well. We were really bad at it. Don't feel like watching so I'll watch people guess them instead I don't know how it goes I think it starts with your So the bar is really low for this one is what you're saying. <laughs> we're gonna have a good time. Yeah. We're already we're already better. The commentary the commentary yep. that we have provided on our shit podcast last week is whatever it is three thousand percent more commentary than anything yeah. we provided last week. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> we should just do commentary over that episode right now. We should listen to it and then comment on it. Oh dear! <laughs> if Why you, did you say that, we've been talking to each other every week for the past like five years or something we're gonna have some episodes where there's just nothing yeah but honestly still not I, an excuse i mean I'm yeah so sorry. well i can't think of that many episodes off the top of my head that felt like oh man that was trash yeah th- this was one you weren't there you guys really yeah. felt that way that's I did. crazy i felt, yeah. bad. I felt yeah. guilty making it live yeah i was yep. like i don't want to. <laughs> I, I, I feel what, guilty what? making it live <laughs> Immediately, right after we hung up, I texted the boys and I was like, we need to title this. I'm sorry. Yeah, but that I thought about that, dude, but that would get hits. You know, yeah, that would it would. Hits. It would. And I was like, I don't I want no one to see this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you no. want to save I'm sorry for something real good. I should have <laughs> I should have titled it like audio episode 219.mp3. Oh, that oh, that's good. That's that good. Been fucking great. That's all right, boys. Listen, some, I, I, you know. But between the two of you, I expect at least one of you to be able to, like, you know. No, not last week. Nope. <laughs> carry the carry no. the team. We were well, and we were just looking at Kevin like you gotta get us. Out <laughs> of this. You got. And you know Kevin's the MVP of the Valley folks. Always has been to the point where like he sure. gets storytelling. He does, and he saves us sometimes in these conversations. He'll feel the lulls and he'll be like, "Here's a Kevin Placky yeah. soft, softball." Nah, Kevin shit the bed too, wow. man. Just, yep. just we were we were swimming in our bed, and our bed was full of shit. We shit well, the bed collectively. <laughs> the stink is still there. I'm pretty sure the Patreon is struggling as it is. It went down <laughs> because of that episode. I think it we actually even owe lower. Patreon money now. Yeah. I think it's negative. <laughs> we owe people who listen to it a dollar. <laughs> okay so moving on listen we're back but that was also the big storm right that was big storm weekend 
doesn't matter. We, were we, you guys if, scared if it of it? Was, if it was, we would have talked about it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we didn't. Well, but because, well, okay, yeah, because maybe it started Saturday. It's literally irrelevant. We again. no, it's relevant because if because Kevin's life was destroyed in the rain. His life was not destroyed yet. He was. It was. On That's what I'm saying. Like destroyed. if it had, then maybe that explains yeah. Kevin's offness. But what do you? Oh, what's your guys? Yeah, excuse? sorry, uh, <laughs> listeners. Uh, we forgot to tell you, Kevin's dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he was in hospice during that episode. <laughs> <laughs> we forced him. Well, guys, I'm sorry. I wish I could have been there. To no, you don't. Try to nope. uh, live in no. the mood a little bit. You did everything you were supposed to do, which was not be there. Not be there. Man, I guess no. the universe said, don't do it because yep. these vibes will be way too off and um, it'll open a hell mouth underneath where the Valley Folk office was. Speaking about group funding, a uh, real quick shout out to DJ and uh, Steve, who are currently crowdfunding over on Kickstarter. DJ's project, Gun. Shoot, what's it called? Gunplay. Oh, Gunplay. Gunplay. Yep. Um, I think he might have fun- got to the fund already, but the more people that uh, contribute to that, the cooler and longer and more awesome they get to make the movie. So please head over there. Steve is in it. Whitney, Bree, uh, other Roxy is Roxy. in it. Uh, and then a bunch of other really cool looking good casting choices that I don't know who those people are. I know, but it's a nice, diverse, handsome cast. And yep. uh, yeah, check out gunplaymovie.com to support DJ if he hasn't hit his goal yet. I'm actually not sure. He sent me a few emails uh, and I yet. just send them right to the trash can when I get them. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah. Under- uh, understandable. Um, and then blah, I have another. Blah, blah is what it is, is what it'll say. And then after doing that, go over to the Kickstarter for Villains, Inc., which is a project that I'm associated with. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get that uh, movie into theaters. It's produced by some of the fellows that we uh, competed against on Bring the Funny, the JK Studio guys. They're and somehow it. they're not sore about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fine fellows. They somehow managed to move. We all together move past that, yeah. that deep rivalry. That's so funny. I was uh, just talking about Chris and Paul or keep. Yeah. Keep yeah. finish up your plug there uh, because this is Mallory, have you seen it yet? Uh, I refuse to watch it just because I don't want to watch me, but it's really good from what I can tell. I get it. How much of uh, you is in it? I have, a, I have like a, a, I would say a small enough, but big enough role that they're putting my name on the, the poster. Wow, Joe, that's awesome. You've done a few features at this point. I have not. This, is, yep. this would be my first. If this, this plays in the theaters, which is what the Kickstarter's for, they're trying to raise money because it takes a lot of money to actually get into theaters. Um, and that's what the point of the Kickstarter is to try to get into many as they can. If this plays in a theater, this will be the like one of those. Oh, the, uh, I'll check this off of the. Wow, this will be a first yeah. theatrical film. Yeah, for like a would moving. You, to would Hollywood. you go see it in a theater? Yeah. I'd yeah. do that. Yeah, we that'd be should. Fun. We should have a fun. Maybe we could do a thing where, like, we, you know, whoever listens, we could be like, "Come see it with us, and we'll come. We'll take pictures yeah, with cool. you and um, give you hugs." But I don't know if you guys watch the trailer and stuff. Colin Mockery's in it. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, um, cool. Glazelle's in it. Uh, there's a lot of fun Very stuff. Cool. Jeff Davies from uh, uh, whose line is in it as well. But. Yeah, this is a, a group of people that I go up and I work with all the time. They'll they'll call and they'll be like, "Hey, we got a project." And I won't even read the script, and I'll go up and I'll be like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Yeah, because they're uh, they're fun, great folks. I just like you know like hanging out with them. I like a free trip to Utah, and this was one of those things. And then once I did it, I was like, "That was fun." And then I came back, 
And then two, three years later, because it was made during the pandemic and there's a bunch of starts and stops, they're like, here's the trailer. And I watched it and I was like, holy shit, you made an actual, this looks like a movie. This wow. looks like a movie, so, which is cool. So, that's awesome, that's man. Cool. I love it when I, when we have friends that are like, fuck it, we're just going to make movies. Yeah. And because JK, well, I want to call them JK Studios, but they're not anymore. But yeah. But the folks of JK Studios have all been working and making stuff for a long time and they haven't stopped. It seems like, well, everybody's just, it's, it's, I always go back to what Elliot told us that Joel told him, Joel McHale, which is this whole fucking entertainment industry. doesn't matter if you're, if you're super successful, like Joel, like it's always a hustle. Like you're constantly work, working Mm -hmm. towards the next project and, and hoping there's a next project. And they're in that boat too. They're just like, they make commercials, they write scripts, they, they just do whatever work they can do. Just like we do whatever work we can do, uh, to get by. So. Wow. Well, I, I always, uh, respect the artists hustle and, uh, and you know, and the, and especially when it's friends who are working real hard too, because it, it care, we care a little bit more. So go support that and DJ. DJ's passion is unrivaled. I know like, that man is driven. Yeah. Someone that someone's got the someone take the keys away so he can have ooh, a seat. Ooh. Someone still got that life behind his eyes. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, oh, ooh. Oh. Somebody's passion still <laughs> burns. It's not the just, darkness is an encroaching. Does it make you? <laughs> does it make you feel guilty? Do you feel guilty? That you don't that the creative spark has completely burned out of your soul. Yeah, I, it doesn't mean I get just I get rageful and wish the worst for my friends who do still have. The, I know, the spark, and it makes me know? feel like I'm like I'm just worthless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, you guys are just you're we're admitting to something that I didn't know you guys felt that way right now. <laughs> oh, I feel I, I think feel creatively I have... pretty good right now. I, I'm, I'm I'm feeling, but. You wouldn't know it because I'm not going to. Yeah. Aside from the podcast last week, I don't think I'm I don't think I've lost creative spark, but I do know I'm tired. It's been 20 years of doing this stuff. I'm a little tired. I think I've lost my creative spark. I think like not that it not that it's like gone, but I can't find it. Oh, interesting. Let's 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 dive in. What's going on, Steve? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, honestly, this feeling has been here since pandemic feels Mm. and just and obviously a little bit before that too but there's a lot of uh i think there's still a lot of things that are like locked away in a trauma trunk in my Mm. brain (laughs) Mm. and uh and i let the air out a little bit and over time i've let a lot of the air out but i feel like that like maybe the flame of creativity is in there and I need to like get all the garbage out before I can get it, get that out. When you said trauma trunk, I know a lot of people thought of like a chest. I was thinking of an evil elephant with just like the longest, <laughs> right? Black <laughs> trunk yeah. holding all of your feelings. Sad <laughs> inspiration elephant. inside of it. That's yeah. funny also, because you mixed metaphors there, like three or four of them all together and you think which was very something? creative it was like, very the, creative very creative you let the air out of the trunk there was a fire also in the trunk but you can't find it mm. this trunk is fucked yeah yeah i mean to me it was like uh did you guys ever see dr sleep no but i hear it's actually good i need to see it 
So Dr. Sleep is really cool. And I, I actually kind of, I just really like that Mike Flanagan guy. I like the stuff that guy you makes. You know, I really like that Mike Flanagan. I think he's an okay <laughs> guy, that Mike Flanagan. Real and swell I, chap, Mike <laughs> <he> Flanagan. Is, <laughs> I, <laughs> the only thing he's done that I haven't seen is the um, the Bly Manor, the Haunting of Bly Manor. Hmm. But it's I've like seen a soap a- opera. It's like a haunted soap opera. But aren't they all kind of? Yeah, it's not my bag, but my my wife and daughter watch it. But you've seen them all, though, right? Like, you've seen all of his shows and stuff? Like, vicariously have jumped in and out. Oh, really? Oh, man, I think, uh, well, I really like, oh, fuck, I'm dropping, Jesus Christ, I'm dropping all sorts of shit over here. Stop it. Stop, Stop it. it, me. Um, I, uh, I, it's hard for me to, to, um, to recommend uh, Midnight Mass to people because I really, really loved it. Did you guys see Midnight Mass? Mm, pretty nice. Okay, well, it was good. And I think it spoke really well. It spoke deeply to me because it had like um like Catholicism kind of stuff arr, in it. And, and that always like it's buried deep in it's this one's in if there's a trunk for the Catholicism stuff, I don't even know where it is in my brain. Like I know where the last four years trauma trunk is, but not the Catholicism one. But it's uh, in the tail. But it must be. I gotta go further <laughs> down. It, your your arms are are like flinging out of the butthole like the rhino in Ace Ventura too. Yeah. <laughs> so the Catholicism is a trauma tail, trauma hole. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Trauma Hole. Oh. They opened up for Nirvana back in 91. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, but anyway, I loved Midnight Mass, but it's hard to recommend because it's like, I think there's parts of it that felt like uh, the religious stuff was like kind of cool. But they really, they took a really simple concept and they connected it with religion in a way that I guess I didn't really connect in my brain. And I was like, Oh, this is so good. In fact, fuck it. I'm just going to spoil it. No, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm going to give I you mean, a little. It's old. Go ahead. I'm going to give you some morsels. So they connected like Christianity with vampirism. Cool. In a way that like I was so fucking on board, dude. They basically had it that like this super spiritual person went to like Jerusalem or somewhere to do like the, a pilgrimage. I guess when you're becoming a priest, you go to like the Holy land or something. And uh, during his travels, very super devout Christian. And during his travels, he comes across basically a vampire with like big creepy wings and it's all fucking scary and shit. And this dude, he's old. He mistakes it for an angel and he's like i'm visited by an angel and he's like well, the angels in the bible were like fucking terrifying people were scared of them so and this is a fucking scary fucking creature and then it like gives him blood and it gives him eternal life and i'm like dude that's so good that is such a good connection to like christianity vampirism i mean i'm sure it's all i'm sure even the vampire like dracula story is loosely based in Christian themes already. Every right? story is loosely based to our our Christian bullshit. <laughs> right. But the connection with like 
vampires drinking blood becoming alive forever and then and then the jesus story is drinking jesus's blood and being alive forever in heaven it's like whoa what the they, fuck i somehow they're both I never... obliterated by the sun like <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. jesus can't be in the sun exactly that's why he's in a church all the time that's why he died on the cross because it was outside during the day in the sun it was in the sun mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Just that hot. anyway but uh Super tangential. So Mike. (laughs) Oh, he's not gonna make it. It's hot up on that hill. It's hot and the sun's right coming. The sun it's like the sun is like coming slowly over to where they are, and they're like, oh Oh, here it comes. It's hot up on that hill. Oh my god, it's so funny. (laughs) And the thing is, is like we've you know, vampire Jesus isn't a new like joke or idea or whatever, but for some reason it like it worked so well in the gritty realistic setting of this Mike Flanagan show. So anyway, midnight mass was that's like midnight mass basically. And I thought it was really fucking cool. So anyway, super tangential. So Mike Flanagan made Dr. Sleep and in Dr. Sleep, they like go deep. So, you know, Dr. Sleep is a sequel to the shining. Yeah. So, did you know the, that Elliot? And I, yeah, I, did. I know it's yeah. good enough that, uh, the Shining is an old movie, so it's hard for somebody like my daughter. And admittedly, I think sometimes people our age to watch because it's kind of slow and uh, she doesn't like it. But she watched Dr. Sleep and she loves it. Yeah, oh, because cool. it had like, a, you know, I don't know. There was just something a little more modern, a little more general entertainment about it. And the she pacing, likes Mike the, Flanagan, right? I think I mean, I think uh, she doesn't know she does. But yeah, she she's watched she all. Yeah, watched all the stuff. Anyway, um, so in that, they talk about the shining power and how you can lock things away into like a chest in your brain Mm. using the shining. It like really delves into the shining more, which I think is really fucking cool and done very well. Um, and so that's what I was picturing in my head when I was thinking of like the trauma trunk, which is like, (laughs) it was a big just like in Dr. Sleep. Not a fucking elephant, Joe. Well, your brain is wrong. It's an elephant. Wow. That it's was elephant. such, that was truly so tangential, Steve. Wow. I feel like you took us on a walk through the park back to the starting location. Yep. And I forgot where the starting location was. And it, That's right. a, it looks new now, but That's it right. truly was like a going into the forest and like, oh my gosh. That's right. I wanted you to, I wanted to take you through a visual. I was like, where is this going? I wanted to take you on a visual (laughs) walk, a visual journey, an audio visual journey. And we got, I know what you mean. Yep. We got, it's hot up on that hill out of it though. So (laughs) yeah, we did. We're in a good place. Anyway, I think all I got out of it was go see Dr. Sleep and maybe watch Midnight Mass if you liked it. Oh, also one last thing about Dr. Sleep, director's cut. Good stuff. Just just don't watch the theatrical. I don't know. Just watch the director's cut. Director's cut was good. It's a little longer, but stick Um, around. Small, small tangent off of this. Then we'll get back to uh, going deep dive into your brain and subconscious, Steve. Uh, Speaking of vampires, I rewatched 30 Days of Night. Oh, interesting. Really fun movie. I thought it was done very well, and I would suggest rewatching it if y'all want to watch movies. And I really appreciate Josh Hartnett as an actor. And I'm glad well, he's kind of coming back. Good. I also am. I like him a lot and I find him enjoyable in everything I see. And I think he elevates the projects he's a part of. And I particularly enjoyed the Black Mirror episode that he did with uh, Aaron Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was good. Also, yeah. 
I will say on the note of repression and uh, things like that, and also connected to entertainment, have you guys watched Dream Scenario? Yes. Okay. No. I loved it. Okay, I gotta watch it. Gotta watch it. I love yeah. every second of it. I every loved second. it deeply. I oh, loved I it, but there was a there was a disappointment growing in me as the movie went on. Mm-hmm. That so I you find, saw where it was going. Well, I no. Oh, that I, one. I, yes, I want to see. I kind of yes. never do that. I kind of never see where something's going. I think, <laughs> which is why yeah, I love uh-huh. movies so much. I can never be like, oh, I know what's gonna happen, and then sit there in my smug shit until it happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I that, the, the growing resent the gr- resentment, the growing disappointment in me in that movie came to a head when I realized that we weren't going there, and then I accepted it, and then I enjoyed it because I love Nicolas Cage and I love artsy movies, and you know I'll eat it up. But what I was disappointed about was because you guys know, audience, maybe you don't know this movie is about someone who is appearing in people's dreams for no reason great premise it's just like everyone's is everyone's dreaming about the same guy and he's a normal everyday dude that is not like spectacular (laughs) at all Mm -hmm. yeah and uh and you're like that's really bizarre and so it just kind of plays on that like what what happens when you start to see this person that really exists that is a mundane person in your dreams and what does that mean and the commentary is cool and the subtext is really cool and i like the whole concept but it, did you know that it's based off of an actual meme? Yes, like I guess loosely, yeah. The guy, the face, the 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 face that people have claimed they've seen in their dreams. I think, did you know I about see, this, Joe? I think so. I think I see where you're going with this, Deep. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> you, yeah, because I remember when I first turned it on, being like, I think this is like inspired by the meme. Yeah, at least inspired, I guess. At this, but point. you did you think it was going to incorporate that? Yeah, more directly? I thought that it was would be, about that would have been cool. That yeah. and I was like, because that's scary. Like that's that meme is scary. It's not like a funny meme. It's like because the face is like kind of bizarre looking. It doesn't really. You've seen it. You've seen this face. It's kind of like a drawing, and they're like, "This guy appears in your dreams, and you don't know why." And a lot of people have also seen this same person so i thought they were gonna build on it being kind of like maybe like a scary supernatural thing but instead and actually at one point i think they did mention it do you remember there's like oh, a scene i don't in the movie. remember if they're mentioning it there is a scene in the movie where they're like damn it i remember it was like it was a real loose mention of it it was like yeah. something's on the internet about this face or whatever i don't know but I was disappointed they didn't go there with it. But it means that there's still an opportunity for them to do a movie about the scary version. Okay. So it seems like it's more in the realm of a Will Ferrell's Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not scary, yeah. but it's like really interesting and fun. And Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Cage. I know some people in my friend group were disappointed that Nicolas Cage didn't go full Nicolas Cage and seemed subdued. But you I mean was he like, was he was actually being a, a normal actor in this? Well and I'm like I think there's more subdued Nicolas Cage movies than crazy Nicolas Cage movies. Agreed. Agreed. So Ellie, would, where were you thinking? Don't what hang out think? with them. <laughs> <laughs> Bet, get better friends. These aren't your f- real friends. <laughs> 
I just loved it. I loved yeah. every second. That was great. How were what you, you like about it? Were you affected by it? I like the dream stuff, and I think it's very clever to see the way. And it's more about social media and yep. the fickleness of fame than it is the uh, the mm-hmm. actual dream stuff. And I just like the parallels and the the way that his you see the the as it goes on the progression of love to hate that outside people can have, and mm-hmm. it's very like relevant i think for a modern time so, so it yeah, followed the the we love being uh going along with somebody's ride and ascension to uh uh notoriety but then when you hit there's a certain equilibrium point where then we want to see them fall yeah yes because kinda. it's all built into the the style of dreams that keep appearing yeah and so oh. then it goes uh it goes oh you now when people if you're in someone's dream and they're very nice you're going to be like if you wake up next to your partner and they've been nice in the dream you're going to be like hey that's great if they were doing something unsavory then you're going to be like it's like that so if you have everyone going at you Mm -hmm. that does not feel good and you have no control over it it's pretty yeah yeah, i was like oh this is fun but you're right he didn't go full nicholas cage but that's okay yeah i that's totally okay I, I love Nicolas Cage. And I would have liked more of the, the, the face meme for sure. That would have been cl- more clever or yeah. like a little bit more of a playing that up. But it's almost like you pick one, right? It's like, it's either going to be yeah. commentary on social media and like um, technology, or it's going to be like a spooky meme thing. You can't kind of, I don't think you could do both there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there was a line from uh, what you said, reminding me of that line from Reservoir Dogs, where he says, if you kill me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize because it's like if you're angry at someone in a dream you kind of like have that unnecessary anger at them for the rest of the day because of a fucking dream yeah have you guys done that or had that happen to you yeah it's been a long time wednesday yeah (laughs) for me it's been a long time were you in trouble or was grace in trouble i was in trouble and she was like (laughs) "Ooh," she was like i was so mad at you in the dream dude i get it i get that from my girlfriend sometimes she'll be like you were so mean to me in this dream and i and i'm like well what do you want me to do you want me to be like i'm sorry about my dream Yep. version of me yep. and there to the point <laughs> where like, i get frustrated i'm like i'm not putting up with this there's no yeah, way it's like what can you do like i think this is something you need to work out on your own a little bit sorry i i'm nice in real life i try to be <laughs> i go figure it out <laughs> dude you here's know a, what that here's movie... a book read it <laughs> yeah exactly uh you know that movie a dream scenario um kind of reminded me of is um when you like when you're a regular joe sorry joe hurtful thank you you're not a regular joe you are a joe but you're not a regular joe there you you're a diamond in the a joeman in the rough (laughs) you're a joeman but uh this the the whole thing of like someone who doesn't have really a skill but they make like a tiktok that like blows the fuck up and then they're like, suddenly they're like, whoa, I mean, I, I don't even understand social media, but suddenly people are recognizing me in the streets and stuff. And it's like kind of. And like, I quit my job and now I'm going to chase. Yeah, it. it's like it. this movie. I think that movie kind of shows you what happens when someone is plucked out of nothing and then put into like yeah. fame and how a regular person would handle that. And I think it was beautifully done in that way. Because it like also affects his relationships with his wife and stuff, and, and they well, become, yeah, because it turns yeah. a regular person into like a well. Suddenly, I'm someone, and 
what is that what happens psychologically to someone when they're given the keys to the kingdom kind of like when they're not ready for that they're not equipped for that they don't know what it means to have all these eyes on you and, well, many, and what kind of responsibility you have and many all that. human behavior people and anthropologists and all them science folks say that our brains ain't built for it i know we're built for very small communities and very small tribes in which we exist and we know the people within the tribe and and when you are start getting known on a global scale fame is fame is not good fame is not it? good it's kind of interesting, like when you think about, because I do think about that from time to time, Joe, the idea of like early humans and like the responsibilities of early humans, like involving your community and your family and taking care of them and also taking like living as long as you can. And then you like add all sorts of like the futuristic things it's like on top of that. Throw, throw some concentric circles inside of the things that you're supposed to care about. We've talked about this before, maybe online or offline, but like the problem with internet fame, the problem with fame in general is that you got the middle circle and that's you. And then right around that circle is your family and your friends is the next circle. And that's, those are the things that you should care about, right? At the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But then you start getting these other circles that are coming in outside fame, office va validation from politics people that live in argentina that watch your shit mm -hmm. that you you're looking at the comments and then you that you let those outer rings really start to influence the decisions that are in the inner rings mm -hmm. and it totally obliterates you they it starts like poking holes and the, the rings start to it's what happened to youtube 1.0 creators like when they all started falling apart in like 2014 2015 yep. we yep. were sitting there watching the rings break because there was so much outside pressure. It's like when you go in the ocean and the deeper you go, like it starts to cave in on itself. There's just too much pressure. So then the, the inner the inner rings, I think, uh, fail and falter. And it takes a very strong person. You got to take your PlayStation controller and you got to go, you got to go back up when you start feeling <laughs> that pressure. Because you go, otherwise you go crumple, crumple. And then everybody mm -hmm. goes, ha, ha, ha. And that's kind of, that's no one wants yep. to end that way. But we yeah. have to like, oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I met with a, a on Joe's note a creator uh, who is part of the younger generation. You're familiar with these folks. Um, I saw him walking around here. I won't mention his name in case you know he's it because I'm going to say some stuff we talked about. But I was we were comparing kind of. I was like, what is it like? Like, how do you do this stuff? How do you make YouTube? videos and i think this guy's great and he was just like it was the same thing that we've all kind of gone through with the amount of numbers the size of numbers and the way that like he's like self-aware enough to know that the tie to the quantity of numbers dictates how much he feels about the quality of what Whoa. he's done and he can't shake that and if it doesn't do well he yeah. sinks into like this cyclical kind of darkness and then he has to kind of climb his way out of it. And I was like, yeah, man, I was like, I don't, I don't think that ever goes away. It's so it's the great. same. It's, it hasn't yeah. changed. Yeah. And he's like, it's like, he knows it and it's just like there. And you're like, yeah, I guess that's just part of it. Well, yeah. it makes me think like, you know, when people say like, um, Ian Hecox, the two of us. <laughs> it makes, <laughs> it makes me think that's about so funny. <laughs> It makes me, it makes little, me think about, you're talking about young man. Young. In the, in the, <laughs> That's so funny. Because Ian's like, what, 22? Yeah, about 22. <laughs> but like, uh, it makes me think about like, you know, maybe we're not psychologically meant for this kind of thing. And maybe we're not psychologically equipped or meant to care about all of these things outside of those little circles you were talking about, Joe. 
but also it's like there's that whole grass is always greener thing and there's that whole like well now that you have it you kind of miss the old thing thing and there's all these like other human emotions that like crush you while this is like kind of happening and then it's the realization that we need to adapt like we need we've we society is escalated and and it's going and either we need to adapt or we go back to monkey right like like everyone wants everyone talks about oh we gotta go back we're, to monkey we're all just a bunch of famous monkeys <laughs> <laughs> but people talk about like let's go back to monkey let's go back to the trees let's go back to the jungle like you know you guys have heard this meme right like people are like forget about society let's just like be monkey again and it's like, but, but they're called libertarians. You're going to have a lot of monkeys bullshit. that are like, get out of here. <laughs> we don't want you here. <laughs> You're yeah. ruining, you guys ruin everyone. But it's like, you think about the early humans and it's like, okay, let's say for centuries or whatever, hundreds of thousands of years, people were like family and friends and life and food. And, and eat and don't die. And eat and don't die. But then there was that like one person individual that was like there's got to be something outside of this right like there's got to be like we inherently can't help but be like we have this monotonous like harmonious life but some fucker is gonna wake up and be like but what about bills what if we made bills you know what i mean like there's always gonna be some kind like we're in the pursuit of change and progress but so many of us are like, how easier would it be for humans if we didn't have all of those things crushing us? You know what I mean? Like, it's, a, it's like a constant kind of like battle of like, well, maybe we weren't psychologically equipped to handle all of these things, but here we are. And if we didn't, what's the alternative? Yeah, that's a lot. But then we're talking about like convenience versus progress versus which Elliot has talked about before with how convenience is kind of killing us. Uh, right. But there's nothing we can do about it because it's just like, right? We're just like moving on a, we're just on the highway of society. Mm-hmm. And we're in a bus mm-hmm. and we're not in control of how fast it goes. Well, back to the artistic side of what, what we were talking about, Elliot, and you when you had that conversation with Ian Hecox. <laughs> I, I think okay. it all goes, it all goes back to, I think it obliterates the why. Maybe. It obliterates the why. Why do you do it? Why? Why did you do it in the first place, right? And then you go, I, I'm going to touch on the Rick Rubin, Rick Rubin, right? Yeah, school of thought in his book where, you know, you shouldn't be creating for anybody but yourself. Mm-hmm. Creating for, he he gets a little bit more spiritual in it, like the God of the situation. And then if other people like it, great. But if they don't, fuck it. But the numbers obliterate that type of viewpoint. They so do. it obliterates the why. And then I'll go back to Jonathan from Queer Eye, who I've been watching recently too. He talks about it in this the same realm of self-love and beauty. And Jonathan's should... the one you, you went with, huh? Yeah. Because he was talking about like more of an Anton person, but that's fine. <laughs> I used to be. I'm more of a tan person these days. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but he talks about in regards to beauty and self-care, like putting on makeup and getting up and taking care of yourself shouldn't be for everybody else and what they think of you it should be for you working on yourself and treating yourself to be the best version that you can feel for yourself that beauty that you're reaching is for for you yeah and we forget we we are forgetting that a lot of the motivation should be about the why and the sure. why but we forget why at the end of the I day i mean and then we are we are society i mean at least this this industry we're obsessed with success and uh you know stability uh financial stability and 
things like that. And we're worried about it constantly. And then, so it like conflicts with the like, do it for yourself thing. When, like you said, the numbers don't quite reflect the success of things like that. And it's like every once in a while, something slips through the cracks and it's someone who made something for themselves and it blows up and it's really cool. And that's like inspiring and awesome, but it's like really hard in a sea of content, in a sea of stories and entertainment to be an entertainer and be like, I want to make something that like changes the world. Cause it's like, man, I don't know. You might not be able to do that. You might be able to like make yourself happy and make your friends laugh. And at the end of the day, maybe that is more important than financial that's, stability. That's why know. you started doing it. I guarantee yeah. that's why you were doing it, Steve. Well, so, to me, it was like the confidence in myself wasn't fully there. It was more like people going like, man, you're too funny to be taking my money for a video game. Like you need to go do something because that's funny. And so I, it, that built up enough for me to be like, okay, I'm motivated to like pursue some kind of. So going back thing. to your creative spark. Do you think that maybe opening up that trunk is, you know, it's less on the bigger scale and what can you do on the small scale to satiate that flame? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've for, for the three of us in, for example, we've all run the gamut of like big ideas, small ideas. Like, I, I mean, I, obviously there's still time. There's still, we are young, you know, we're not like, we're not that old yet. I like to tell myself that. Yeah. But we've made small things, big things, you know, whatever that means. And we've seen the results of those things to varying degrees of success. And so it's like, sure, could keep making small things for myself and see where that goes. Could put some more effort into a bigger thing. Let's see how that goes. But the like, uncertainty of it is soul crushing the, going back to joe ironically i didn't mention the that rick rubin book because i've been also making my way through that finally yeah. and um it's really great the creative act a state of being clever title uh the he talks about how the stages of starting something finishing something and releasing something are typically the three spots where people get most stuck and you so got to go like you do just, something else. You got to decide right? what to do. You have to complete that project and then you have to yeah. put it out there so you can go and move on. And it's like, it's so simple. And mm -hmm. I, it's do right there. Go, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. Yeah. And it's like, just do it. Like, yeah. Well, cares? obviously we're but, in our own ways. Right. And then we see people like DJ yeah. and Joe, your friends that made that cool movie that they're trying to get into, a, into theaters. And you're like, man, those are the people that like work over the hump. You know, it's like if you're climbing Everest, you could like look up and see the people that are like really close to the top. And you're like, man, those people like they got over that part. That's like I'm scared of getting to the top or I might not make it to the top. And so it's like I, I, I have so much respect for people that have the motivation to go beyond that, Elliot, beyond those mm -hmm. like starting it or finishing it or following through or whatever it's like yeah. really, it's so interesting how it's right there we're just in our own ways most of the time well yeah because the six the uh again back the why gets uh blurry and the motivation and and, and i guess like where it ends up the the end goal gets blurry as well because i 
you know, of course, DJ wants that project to become fucking his avatar, right? Like you right. want it to in the end, but I, I would, I would be willing to bet he it doesn't. He's not thinking about that at all. He just wants to make his movie. Mm -hmm. Like he just is like, I just want to make this. This yep. is the thing. Of course, he would like to get as many eyeballs as possible, but I guarantee at the end of the day, really all he wants is he wants, I have this idea. I made it work. I worked hard and I got it done. And if yeah. you can do that and you can, you can, you can lose yourself into a project like that and try not to be too motivated by the false validation of numbers, which ends up being real validation mm -hmm. at the end of the day in some ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, then I think the, the spark can can come back a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I hear drugs really help. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Some of them. <laughs> and not the not the ones that we're we've been talking about. <laughs> well, this right here is a book pharmaceuticals called, maybe uh, is what I <laughs> a classic uh, realms of the uh, human unconscious, which is observations from LSD research written Ooh. by wow. and, uh, Stan Groff. Is this a new um, book? You know, it's actually pretty old, but it's got like a new update or whatever, mm. but it goes back to all of his like, and the kind of history of things like LSD and in, in America specifically. How Dude, they, that's they so got. fascinating because the LSD tests they did on people when they were like way in the thick of it is like really interesting shit. And it it's comes crazy. down to people in power being like, oh shit, this is unlocking like free thinking in a way that we can't control. Uh, let's stop this right now. <laughs> I like the idea of your LSD book being like squeezed right next to your other experimental 60s book of like fun with lobotomy. <laughs> lobotomy and you. Phrenology for dummies. How phrenology is real science. <laughs> lobotomy lol <laughs> that's so funny i love that yeah uh, it, it, like butt chugging there's like a book from the 50s oh and then butt I, got, well, I got the butt chugging journal it's quarterly yeah this is written by dr stanley uh schimmel am i peer reviewed i got a peer reviewed article what is it it's coming out in butt chugging uh, well you know chugging. the government uh they got a bunch of military guys and they tested out butt chugging with them and uh <laughs> it, it might uh, literally just read it you just have to read it it might literally be like in the top 10 of two words being next to each other. <laughs> like the best. Yeah, the phonetically, best. it's very nice. Yeah. Butt chugging is Butt so chugging. It's so funny. It's if we so still, funny. If we still had a studio or a production schedule, we I would I would hard pitch the butt chugging like sketch that shows like archival you know that archival footage of like mm -hmm. the military guys like tripping out on acid like this it would be that but it would be guys butt chugging like <laughs> that's so funny i follow this uh i follow these i don't know if you guys have heard the podcast conspirituality but they follow they that's do, a good um, title damn it it's really great great logo too these not dudes. better than void hole or whatever or we, what we or what trauma hole trauma hole <laughs> trauma hole <laughs> trauma is pretty great uh yeah <laughs> The, uh, there's also like, I'll follow these influencers. They follow basically like wellness influencers that use, that use really just crazy, unfounded, unscientific ideas, promote really like crazy conspiracy theories basically. And they started it because at the start of COVID, they noticed that all of these wellness people were kind of going down this really strange, uh, very extreme route with everything. And, uh, I, I, as a result, I see these TikToks, and one of them is this trend that's going around right now called coffee enemas for, hellness, for Dude, wellness. Dude, I've heard about yeah, this. Yeah, and people are taking coffee 
and putting it up their butthole and their it's butt coffee chugging. chug. It's butt. Yeah, coffee. Or butt what do we call like? We'll find it. Yeah. Coffee chugging. Coffee no, chug. Okay. Man, I got butt. Butt chugging coffee is just right there, but it's not very catchy. It doesn't work as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess butt chugging is an umbrella for all sorts of liquids. If any chug that you do with your butt is yeah. butt chugging. Exactly. This is a specific branch of butt chugging. Right. We need to branch out. We need to expand butt chugging to other liquids to mean other liquids. Yeah. But the coffee enema is kind of an older thing, right? Like that's been around for a while, I thought. Okay. Yeah, they just went into the science of it. So like, there's nothing that supports this being a good idea, <laughs> and it's all these companies being like, mm, "We're pretty sure it's a good idea, and we're gonna tell people about it." That's very funny. How deep into the LSD thing are you? Not at all. Okay. Um, you, but you're yeah, excited. To I want to read in. it. Yeah, it's fun. It's a. Apparently, it's like people. The reviews on it are crazy. They're like, "This will help make sense of uh, of people's weird, crazy experiences." And but, I mean, a cool guy. it's interesting because like, like, you know, there was all this fear mongering that came from the uh, LSD thing, you know, and, and also with weed and stuff but with like uh, psilocybin. Yeah. And psilocybin. And, and, and you, what was that movie? Reefer Madness that was like made especially to like scare people into not even thinking about weed, essentially. Oh, wow. And then it's like the fear mongering from like you know doing acid you could ruin your brain forever your brain chemistry changes you become a vegetable whatever it's like it scared people enough to not be interested or curious about it but all of this micro dosing stuff that's like been happening in the past like 10 years or whatever suggests that if you take just a very small amount of these things the changes that the positive changes to your brain chemistry or whatever are possible without this extreme fear of like losing your consciousness or something. And I'm, I'm curious to see if this book dives into that a little bit. Oh, geez, Louise, it is hot up on that hill. Oh no, <laughs> Elliot, are you a vampire? <laughs> oh, am I a vampire? Or you're just Someone watching start a religion. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, All right. Listen, Please fill us in on that with the things you learned from that book because that's very curious. Cool. cool. And I would love for the advancement of um, mental illness, issues with mental illness, to be solved with things that we've had that ha that we have psilocybin, things like that. It would be really interesting to see that science is like, yeah, we all agree. Like, if we, you know, there's microdosing of these like scary drugs that can actually like change your life in a really good way with like no side effects and shit like especially not the pharmaceutical grade side effects mm -hmm. that would be really cool that's something that i would cross my fingies about at night before i go to bed you uh are kiss you kiss the tip of your the fingertips yeah the because this is a this is a cross my heart i hope it happens and the kiss is just sealing it I like that. It's like the Jewish, uh, the Jewish tradition. Before you're born, an angel takes their finger and kisses, and that's what you get—the little mark. The thing. Aww, that's what that is. It's an imprint. It's a fingerprint of an angel when they kiss you just before you enter. The soul enters the. Uh, or Who kisses those lucky people that get the butt chin? Who kisses the Watchman? It's Jay Leno. <laughs> Jay Leno's the one that gives the butt chin. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna give you one of these little butt chins. <laughs> Uh, guys, can I, um, can, so we should wrap up here, but I, I do want to share with you something that's like really been fun for me 
in the past week or so and you guys can share something too in fact oh uh is there anything that you've been doing uh or watching lately that has really uh that you really like right now actually very quickly joe or elliot i like 30 days of night i've been really enjoying the new season of queer eye um that's it that's all i've watched Grace and I watched uh, the Spider-Man movie, the new animated one. We found it to be too long, and then I we agree. got a little, uh, we got a little high, and we ended up watching an hour and a half long first-person tour of Icon of the Seas, the largest cruise ship in the world, oh, and wow. we were utterly captivated by See? it. At the point that, like, we were gonna even turn it. Like we couldn't turn it off. We were like, don't touch the remote. Let's just keep watching. <laughs> Let's just see and where they go next. <laughs> unbelievably good. And so we've watched all these travel videos of just this one ship that I that don't ship any is disgustingly big. <laughs> yeah, it is offensively, it is offensively large and completely fascinating. Yeah. Like I've never seen anything like it. How many people can fit on it? It's like a. It's, it's, I don't it's know, like a billion. A, it yeah. is so it's like a big. Sit, a whole country of people they can have, fit in it. They have an ice skating rink, surf. I mean, they have everything on that <laughs> what shit. What the fuck? And they and have a, a full size theater, full casino, full everything. I mean, so these gnarly. are fully staffed too. Like, so the staff, like, yeah. what's the size of the staff on this thing? Like hundreds? Yeah, it's all. It's all thousands. icon of the season, thousands. It's called. Yeah, yeah. It's got a uh, twenty decks with seven swimming pools, six water slides. And can have a maximum capacity of seven thousand six hundred passengers. How many of them are uh, um... women? Yeah, <laughs> just for how my many own, of them are women. Just for my <laughs> Do we see, do, how much is the workforce? How many people are in the workforce? It has a crew of two thousand three hundred and fifty. What the fuck? So that's so, one crew member for every two. I don't know how the math works. So that, you, basically, that's one crew member for every couple that's on the. Do those people do the does the workforce does the crew? Well, I know that the crew is kind of like a more general term because that's because the crew is also the people that make the ship work. But I wonder if like people who work in like the casino, like do they live all- on that boat or do they like wait for for it to go to port and then they co- go from their home onto the ship and then they're like there for a month or something like what's the... a lot of them do like back to back like blocks for months at a time and then there they also yeah they save up their money so that they cannot oh. pay as many so, taxes since it's international waters i think so it's kind of like being a flight attendant i guess or a pilot or something like you're in the sense that no maybe not it's kind of it is different isn't it <laughs> it's like i was I... trying to make the comparison of like because, you know, that's kind of a cool job if you're like, I could travel around the world. And I mean, like, we know flight attendants and stuff. a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of like comedians that we know and mm-hmm. a lot of comedians in general, they'll go do like three month mm-hmm. stays and be like improv comedians on the ship. They have to perform once a day and then they can just go off and fuck around and do whatever they want. Have you thought about that in your life? Like, Joe, is there a timeline in your life? One hundred percent. I would have done it, but not with a family. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Um, I would do it. According to the wiki. Not now. The ship was designed by a team of architects and designers, including blah, 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 blah. The designers would include new concepts, including an aquadome, a diving and performance venue Ooh. under a glass dome on top of the ship. The Pearl, a structural feature designed as a dynamic art installation on the Royal Promenade. Absolute Royal zero. Pool. 
ice skating rink and entertainment venue, the Surfside, a family neighborhood, the Hideaway Beach Club, featuring first suspended infinity pool of any ship, Thrill Island, the largest water park at sea, featuring six different water slides, <laughs> Thrill Island, Swim and Tonic, largest swim-up bar at sea, and it boasts the claim by the company is that the ship has the tallest waterfall, tallest water slide, and largest water park of any ship. <laughs> Well, they, I, I, I kind of, now I want to dig into this. Now I want to like look into <laughs> about 80 grand a week. Jesus Christ. The and the suites have slides in them. What the fuck? Like full slides. It's crazy that they're like, we made this for people who have so much fucking money, but also we made it for people who probably save for a few years and can do like a lower mm -hmm. tier package or something. But it's interesting that how much of it is serving to people who have a lot of money, which means that there are enough people with a lot of money that might do that to the point Every where they week. built it and we're like, Every let's week. go. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Isn't that crazy? Do you remember the like money a, that comes through there? There's a crazy photo too of this ship. Uh, I don't think it's that exact icon, but if you, the new ones in next to the Titanic or like in front, it'll show like the Titanic in front of these new cruise ships. And yeah. it is, all, it's got that, um, what that thassalaphobia or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Things. <laughs> Too big. Uh, yeah. It is, it makes Titanic, it makes you realize that Titanic looks like a tugboat now. Like, wow. Yeah. The new ones yeah. That might be the only boat I would ever actually get on. Cause it's like the bigger it is, the less you are affected by like choppy waters, right? Yeah, they have like stabilizers and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Did you ever play like uh the Super Nintendo Sim City back in the day, Steve? No, but I knew of it. I was or, just like, eh, this doesn't have cartoon guys. Uh, I'm not into or, this. Or just Sim Cities in general. Anyways, this boat, this picture of a boat looks like like when you build up your community big enough in those games, you can start buying and creating like basically mega domes, which are yeah. little cities that you can live in. Yeah. This looks like one of the things that you would purchase on fucking. Yeah. So it has like all the mega city stuff on top of like a boat. Yes. Damn. Damn, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, now I visualize it. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to share this final thing with you guys. It's changed my life. Ooh. Ready for this? Coffee enema. There's a place in California. There's a place in California called Big Bear. You guys ever yep. heard of it? Heard of it. So I was on Reddit the other day, and someone was like, I was uh, here's the um, I'm just gonna share the Big Bear live cam. Ooh. that shows you these bald eagles oh. oh no way can you send this i'm gonna show it to you right now and then i'm gonna send it to you we're gonna share i'm gonna share it on the show we're gonna watch a little bit of it and i want you guys to see how incredible this fucking thing is i have been checking this thing on and off for the past week i think the I first wait. day i found it i might have watched it for a grand total of two hours not wow. like all not all at once but throughout the day, it came up to like two hours. Um, the main eagle here, her name is Jackie, and her husband, mate, is Shadow. And Jackie is a little bigger than Shadow. And right now they have three eggs that they are uh, incubating, that they're resting on. Jackie has been sitting on these eggs for a while. And it was during this storm, it was like perilous looking. And there's this camera up in the high trees and it, you're just watching this eagle's nest. And at one point she was sitting on those eggs for 48 hours straight 
covered in snow, fucking snow flowing through the trees, like rustling and shit. I mean, these are incredibly resilient, amazing creatures. And it was beautiful to see this. Sounds um, obsessive. Like, so let me bit. show you guys what's going on here. It looks like Jackie go, is currently cha- uh, moving her eggs around. So hang on, let me share this screen here. So Hold up on that nest. They do this thing where they um they rotate the eggs. All this right, is this Jackie. is cool. This is cool. Yeah, and so look cool. at this fucking view, you guys. That back there is Big Bear Lake. I love Big Bear. So and great. at nighttime, you could see all the house lights on and stuff in the background and stuff. Oh, Christmas. But and you don't really realize how high up this is until you really see like the full imagery here. But um, it looks like Jackie, so they'll rotate their eggs like every so often because if the eggs sit still for too long, the membrane on the inside could stick to the eggshell and it could cause problems. So she'll just like fucking flip the eggs and then like move around and then just sit on them. And she'll sit there for hours and hours and hours. And you're like, well, how does she eat? You know, and there she goes. She's settling back in. Look, she moved the eggs around, and now she's just getting on top there, getting nice and warm. When does she get into the hot tub? So the hot tub, you can't see it here, actually. But (laughs) uh, there's been a lot of really, a lot of uh, roughhousing at the hot tub, so it's closed today. Uh But but Jackie, she uh, she I guess eagles have this thing. uh, Fuck, what is it called? it's called like a crop or something inside of their esophagus. It's a separate part that they can store up to two pounds of food in. Jesus. Cool. (laughs) So she can just kind of bring food up from the crop or whatever and eat it. And check this out. This was a really wonderful thing that made me feel love for nature in a way that hasn't in quite a while. Her mate shadow, uh, he'll, he'll come around from time to time and check on her and we'll even sit on the eggs for a time but he'll bring her fish to like eat because she's sitting there on the babies and i guess that's kind of unheard of like they don't like the uh, mate uh. will not bring like food really while they're like sitting on the eggs and so it's almost like it's shadow like, stepping up they love each other like shadow loves jackie and cares shadow about her. one of those 1950s eagles he's no. a little progressive and listen yeah. shadow might have other ladies in we the wings we, we're not that kind of, we're not, no we're not going to start talking about shadow in a way that's going to you don't know if he exactly. got places of employment that's going to get back and there's yeah, gonna be- yeah yeah we're not following shadow we don't know what shadow's up to shadow can do whatever shadow wants we don't want to assume fair, all we fair. know is that shadow brings back the food but shadow brings food for jackie and it's so cute and sweet and she just sits there dude on the eggs she I loves love this it. And it's just really cool. And it was really amazing to watch while the weather was fucking insane. Um, and uh, and yeah, this is basically what it is. But if you go to the channel, it's Friends of Big Bear Valley Cam, F-O-B-B-V, uh, Big Bear Bald Eagle Nest Cam, for those of you that want to see this. But if you go to the like site, you can see there's like clips. There's, they uh. like put clips. And uh, here's like, I want to see a shot of like shadow here. Let's do, let's do. Okay. So it is based on latest. So yeah, this was like, here's some footage of Jackie, like in the fucking 48 hours of like being in this fucking frozen nest. I mean, and look at this, isn't this crazy? Like, 
and people in the chat dude the chat is awesome because they have like these people running this and they're saying they give you all sorts of eagle facts and you and you get to learn all of these things and a lot of people will say are they freezing are they cold how do they survive like do they need like oh i just want to go give her a blanket or something and uh it turns out you know eagles have been doing this for thousands of years they're resilient they survive through these harsh harsh conditions and they're just kind of like made different they can like do this and they're delicious and they're so fucking good dude it's like chicken but greasier i know and i love how they look angry and scary well as i was gonna say eagles just look like they're constantly (laughs) judging yeah They really bird. Do. That's bird. <laughs> they're angry but uh, um the other thing too oh here we go here's shadow oh, shadow cool. shadow will so here let's see shadow. oh and the cutest shout thing out, shout out to the webcam usually these webcam they view yeah. things are crappy and choppy this is pretty good it's so good and here's the night vision and and the coolest so the reason why i love this so much is because it's like this is a unfiltered view of nature like these guys don't know we're looking at them it's a little pervy yeah i agree it's a little pervy but it's so educational and wonderful like where else like even at the zoo you're looking at a confinement you're looking at a uh an area that's built to be a facsimile of their you know home but we're really looking at the home of this creature and watching it do what it does all day in nature and it's fucking fascinating what are the what how crazy is it too that that eagle is also sitting on Steve's creative spark because you <laughs> no. have found you found it, sir. I maybe I'm an eagle guy now. <laughs> Your, the passion is undeniable. Oh, what up, Shadow? There's Shadow, and you can see Shadow's a little smaller than Jackie. Uh-huh. I like and how they built that that home. Look at that perfect perch for Shadow. But listen to how cute this is. Whenever Shadow shows up, you hear Jackie talk. Listen, isn't that adorable? Okay. She's that like, "Hey, cool. honey." they're like literally talking to each other how fucking crazy is that there it i was i think it was like two or three years ago i was out around christmas and out in my brother's place in the backyard and a bald eagle came and sat on the tree and when that happens in person it was like a moment where everyone's just like sacred where you're like oh my gosh and you're just like (laughs) staying perfectly still because they're just utterly well they're beautiful and they're, they're just beautiful. so powerful looking like my goodness they're look at this huge yeah. they're yeah. huge and they're terrifying like those things can rip your eyeballs out yeah especially if- Nate Gatsy bit where he talks about bald people and how they shouldn't be around where eagles are because <laughs> they um will mistake shit. bald heads for rocks to break things on oh, my because God. they use rocks to like break open certain things and so it's, it's very funny but yeah they will <laughs> if you're bald they'll crack they'll uh <laughs> use your head like a fucking rock uh but anyway isn't this awesome so yeah you guys should check this out uh it's just i mean and they have like very cool they have donations uh that you can send to help with the so we can send uh, the eagle kids to college that's exactly right well it's a kickstarter for their new uh their film (laughs) coming out of the egg Steve, uh, but here's what I want you to do. Yeah. Here's just a creative spark suggestion for you. Okay. You, I, I see you've been getting your creative rocks off every once in a while by still doing live streams and playing some music. Oh yeah, it's there, baby. Do a do a 15, 20, 30, as long as you want minute live stream where you are creating songs and a soundtrack to this live stream. <laughs> Dude, like a live score. Yes. For yeah. what's happening here. Coming up with songs and shit. <laughs> 
dude. Yeah. That's a, Joe. You're such an idea guy. You always Do have that. really good ideas. I I need to come to you for these. Little do it. sparks i think do it you and owen just sit there make up songs together It'd be great that's a great idea joe My- mystery science eagles <laughs> eagle science <laughs> theater eagle uh, oh and one last thing for those of you that are like aren't they freezing cold in this snow uh the feathers uh are just one layer underneath there is uh it's a whole uh north face jacket basically so <laughs> you the amount of like I feel like you didn't want to show us the eagles. You wanted to show us your eagle knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Look at this. Look at how fucking cool this is. The, the eagle facts that you're dropping. Show me you went and you did a little research. No, I didn't do any research. Look, I'm telling you. Look at this. The chat, the live chat. Let's see if I can pull it up. Hang on. We got to get it out of theater mode. There we go. So there's a live chat that happens where the fuck is it how do we find this oh no this isn't the live thing you're watching a clip right right that makes sense that's dumb and stupid and i feel like a fucking idiot now yeah it's youtube steve it's youtube (sighs) here i am trying to share my knowledge with you guys (laughs) i'm fucking i'm a big idiot okay so here we go this is live isn't that fucking gorgeous look at her yeah and so in the in the chat the uh there are these like mods that are giving you like eagle information like the whole time mod garrett (laughs) right it says adults may leave the nest seemingly unattended usually for short periods of time the nest is uh oh here we go shadow came to the nest twice this morning to get his time with the eggs before jackie would get up but she finally did and even brought uh shadow a stick to say thanks for the extra time (laughs) So, and they're doing like trivia and stuff that's yeah great. That's, isn't that's it fun. awesome and the whole time oh and by the way when they poop they literally like shimmy their butt over the edge of the nest and they do like a little poop dance and then they just like literally shit off the nest and then they like shimmy back in and then they like the poop it's really funny looking i love it yeah so anyway i just wanted to share that i've been watching these that. eagles and they're gorgeous Good recommendation, Steve. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm going to share that with you guys so you guys can check also, in on Also, a them potentially too. brilliant business model. Get seven or eight live cams, get them all going at the same time at mm-hmm. different places, and then just like do some clips. Because that had 250,000 subscribers, but yep. the clips were getting a lot of hits. So yep. there's, a, there's, a, there's a business there. I know. I mean, I I'm just... Gonna set, did you see the... I'm going to set a camera up. Uh, you see the coyote, the size of that coyote that was outside my Dude, place? Dude, please, you need a well. wildlife cam yeah it is crazy how much you live and it was like in our driveway that Um, goose and uh grace they saw it down there walking which is scary but that thing i haven't seen one that big uh well yeah it was at least they they're not courageous enough to like attack humans or anything like that right like Mm -hmm. they're they're very they're kind of like they're afraid of us yeah more small dogs i guess yeah but dude if you install some cameras like that eagle cam around your property there you guys could probably get some interesting clips it's just someone from the internet finds us (laughs) (laughs) looking right into the camera in night vision And they do a little shimmy and then they pull down their pants, do a little poop, and then they leave. They All right, guys. It. Well, listen, right. thank you for joining us on today's show. Hopefully you got a little more bang for your buck than on the last episode. <laughs> you did. I promise. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm going to take it down. You can't stop me. <laughs> Just private it. 
uh kevin thank you for editing the show we love you hope you're doing well buddy and thank you to the patrons and thank you to anyone else who watches and listens and loves it um anything else that's it thanks everybody please help joe and his friends and our friends make cool shit we'll put some links in the description for kickstarters and and whatnot um joe being in a movie uh, in a theater would be really cool that'd be and, dope uh me being in a movie with brie and whitney and uh other people would be really cool that'd too be dope. so let's say hey, let's support independent artists independent film production and eagles and eagles and eagles thank you guys we appreciate you see you next time